Hi, this is Steve Bissett. I'm the guy that used to draw Swamp Thing for DC Comics. You know, now that all the drive-in theaters have been torn down, there's only two things to do on Saturday. Either stay in bed or listen to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And on the best of all Saturdays, you can do both. Tune in. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From the Grit Recirculating Exchange on sublevel 6X, deep in Area 51, hello and welcome to TalkCast 200 and, no, 324, this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Slurping at the Narthex, I'm the Dome. Joining the TalkCast, those of us who are usually here, are here again. At the Action TARDIS Renewal Plant, our technical anarchist, uh... This week, arguing with whatever it is she's arguing with and doing a good job with our old girl genius, Priyana. I have nothing else to add to that. You want to just, Josh, you want to just turn around and yell at everybody? You're actually live right now. Um. Oh, are you, you guys are still picking that up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. I'm gonna uh, cover up, cover up my mic for a second and try to get somewhere quieter. That would work. From the stacks of her personal space at the Dank Dungeons Coast Guard card catalog, befriending robots all along the East Coast, unfriending metahuman Facebook stalkers. It's the Zombarian. So some algorithm somewhere has decided that I'm Java and just sent me an advertisement for the most stylish swim diapers of 2016. Going downstairs. I'm not even joking. Could you could you forward could you forward that to me? I will. I think I think she's doing that right now. Besides Java sitting here from night training at the Pennsylvania Knockoff Pop Rocks and Roll Hall of Fame, man who asked me just the other day, uh, don't. Uh, are we still doing this when, when we're supposed to do it? Because, you know, with all these kids now, I'm getting tired. It's Awake by Java, the guy who likes shiny stuff. Somehow he's sending Morse code to somewhere. <clears throat> Our guest tonight, creator of Rapid City Below Zero Comics. Yeah, you're there now. It's Josh Dahl. Josh, welcome Actually. to the show. Then Hi, how's it going? It's, there we uh, go. <laughs> if you guys could see where I am right now, if, if the Skype was working in that way, you would be blown away. Okay, you've got 10 seconds. Uh, Give us a description. Um, stacked floor to ceiling. I'm in the basement of a comic and toy store. And there's everything, and 
anyone has ever wanted to play with for the past 50 years. And it's, it's, uh, uh completely overwhelming. It's amazing. <laughs> Josh is the creator of Rapid City Below Zero. Uh, a, a wonderful comic series that, uh, I have a lot of fun with. And, um, He's a writer and educator who lives in the Boston area. He also runs the website Make Better Comics, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But uh, first, we want to talk about the Kickstarter for issue number five of Rapid City. How's it doing? It is, from the outside dome, like you mentioned right away, it's doing really great. It's, I'm very happy with it. We met our goal within hours of launching. Um, the trouble is I want more and more and more, <laughs> and I'm not used to feeling, um, very confident, arrogant person. And I'm, I'm usually very assured of my own success, but this thing has made me like second guess myself and like doubt things. And I'm not used to doing that, <laughs> but it's, it's from the outside. It's going great. I want it to go greater. Excellent. So at this point, you've, you've funded everything you need to fund for issue five. You've hit a whole lot of stretch goals along the way as well. Say it again. You've, you've hit what you need to for issue five. Well, we've, well, we've funded through page 12 of issue five. Each, new, each additional $100 unlocks a new stretch goal, and each new stretch goal is a new page. So right now, we are completely funded through page 12, which is, wait, page 10 and 11 are two-page, no, whatever. There's a two-page spread in there that's, that's also funded. Um, the rest of the issue, all the way through page 22 and a back cover and possibly a pinup by an artist yet to be named, um, that stuff is right now going to come out of my pocket. Okay. So we need to get you... A little farther along. One of the things that you few, did to make this interesting. A few hundred more dollars. One of the things that you did to make this interesting is you made every stretch goal another page. Yes. What made you decide? Each page is a new stretch goal. This um, I wanted to go small with it so that the initial goal was just $100. The initial goal was just funding a single page. Um... Because I wanted a, a lot of small support. I wanted just uh, um, people throwing $1 and $2 at it because I figured we'd get more. I wanted more smaller pledges than a few big ones. Um, just because I didn't want to go back. Because I just very was happy to have uh, successfully funded issue number four. I was really happy about that. And I didn't want to just turn right around and go, okay, how about five now? Hey, all the same people who just gave me money for that, now give me money for this. That seemed disingenuous and stupid, and I would rather <laughs> kind of take a risk and go after something new. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, where, that's where the start of the idea came, to do the one page at a time. And then I was looking around at other things like other forms of crowdfunding, and based on my limited research it seems like that kind of thing doesn't quite work for comic book writing like i do 
Um, it's easy for, you know, if you're sort of a popular artist with a following, you can do the uh, um, Patreon and things like that. Podcasting works really well with Patreon where there's a regular product. For me, writing a script and producing an issue, the Patreon model doesn't quite work for me. So this was sort of my way of combining the two where I have the simple small goal and then with more and more funding, you get more and more comics. Gotcha. But it also sense. gives you a vague sense of unease all the way through, doesn't it? Oh, it's not a vague sense. It's a crystal clear sense. <laughs> You're your own worst enemy right now, Josh. In this case, I, I feel like it. I feel like um, not only am I my worst enemy, but everyone I know is my worst enemy. <laughs> and it's caused me to have some pretty bad feelings about people who don't deserve me to have bad feelings about them. And like when I, when I can objectify it and step back and look at it and be like, no, Josh, these people are your friends. They love you and care about you. And I'm like, but why aren't they supporting it? What, what, what are they doing with that dollar? And it, it, it's a pretty bad um, emotional spiral to be on. <laughs> I hear you. I think every, <laughs> everybody who's ever done a Kickstarter has that feeling. It's like, you're my friend. What's going on? Or why aren't people responding the way they should? Yes. Or at least yes. the way I think they should. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. Yes, that's exactly it right there. So you're, you're almost funded for the remain as we're taping right now, with uh, there's eight days to go. Yes. Uh, when this airs, there will be four days to go. So we'll do what we can to get this out for everybody. And when the yes. podcast shows up on Saturday, we'll see what happens. But, you, you know, you're, you're very close to being there. Well, I, I mean, if I could address your listeners, I would say... Oh, first of all, thank you. Um, if my sw- thing and anxiety on the podcast here is worth a dollar, just throw me that dollar. That's all. Just a dollar. And uh, I think then we'll all be happy. Well, you'll certainly be happy. <laughs> Honestly, the tr- truth is I'm already very happy. I've got a lot more money pledged than I did before I started. Yep. It's going to be great. It's already gotten lots of support and lots of loving attention which i'm very happy about i just always want more (laughs) absolutely and and why not so you've decided as part of your giving back to the people who are giving to you you're going to be giving away some of your comics so talk about that for a minute if you would um yeah uh i was it was initially one of the reward. A reward level was um, issues one through four of Rapid City Below Zero in PDF form. And I was circulating that out there. And I just thought, you know what? People don't like paying for comics. People don't like reading comics. So here, here they are free. Go read them. And I figure people who read it and don't want to contribute anything weren't going to contribute anything anyway. I'm not losing anything off that. There's, there's one out there who was about to pay for it, got it for free, went, sorry, sucker. The people who 
the people who would potentially pay for it might read it and go, wow, this is really good. I should support this. And, you know, support it. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, give them a mic for free in PDF form. Initially it was, uh, or, or even in between there, I had a deal where, if you, go ahead. No, Sorry. go on. Oh, um, it was, uh, I had a setup where if you signed up for my email list, I would send you a free PDF of issue one. And that was, that was getting a little bit of traction. And then again, it was like, people want the books, give them the books, you know, read it for free. At some point down the line, see me at a convention and come buy them at some point down the line tell your friend to support it whatever if you're if you're gonna enjoy reading them go enjoy reading them if you enjoy reading them and you're a good person you'll share that enjoyment with other people you'll tell other people you should read these books if you have a couple dollars you'll throw them my way that that's what i want from it so what we're going to do is we're going to provide the link so that anybody who wants to can click on that link and download issues one through four of Rapid City. That would be awesome. And we'll pop it uh, <clears throat> on our website, uh, on our Facebook page. We'll throw it into Twitter and just give everybody the chance to read what it is you're doing and possibly, hopefully, throw a if couple of like dollars it, at issue five. If they're, if they're grateful to have read those books for free, throw some money that way. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. So what else is going on in your life right now? <laughs> oh, boy, so much. Um, doing conventions. I've started uh, doing panels at conventions. I'm teaching classes on writing comics. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, you know what? The next uh, convention that you're going to is one that is kind of new. It's a Seacoast Comic Con up in Maine. Have you been up Seacoast, there before? Yeah, I just booked that yesterday. I don't think it. I've I've never been to the state of Maine before. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems really exciting. Not the state. I mean, the state seems exciting, but the convention. Um, I talked to one of the gentlemen who's putting it on, and seems to know what he's talking about. He's got a bunch of stuff lined up, and if the people come out, I I think it'll be a great show. It's up in Kittery, Maine, uh, which is that is right. A couple of hours out of Boston. I have no idea what that drive is actually like. Uh, according to um, Google Maps, it is a little over one hour. With you know, with with mid afternoon traffic, so I don't know right. what it would be like. On <laughs> so we're uh, beyond that and everything else. You've also got uh, your. Uh, website, uh, makebettercomics.com. Yes. Um, that is a, a sort of a clearinghouse of resources to help people make comics. That's the front end of it. That's the, you say, it's, it's basically a mailing list. You sign up and I will start sending you resources, books to read, um, contact information, check-ins, workflows, things like that to help people. You know, all these things that I've learned how to do over the years. And so then basically an information storing house. The, uh, the what's in it for me, the back end on it is, I, yes. Then once, if you 
when people engage with it and start to process through that, they start to like it, they start to see I know what I'm doing, then it's a, uh, it's a gateway for me to offer editorial services for making comics. There you go. So, so if there's people who need stories, support, script support, basically help learn how to get your comic from idea form into finished form, that's what I do. I'm your guy. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now, are you gonna, you're yeah. gonna, one of the reasons we booked you is because you're going to be at Boston this year as well. That's right. And, you know, I'll Boston. be tabling with, uh, bad, with Bad Kids Press, who that was the meeting I was just having upstairs that you could hear. With, uh, we were just talking about um, our table layout and our signing schedule and all the nitty gritty details of doing Boston Comic Con. Yeah, what have you got planned special for Boston for this year? Uh, well, um, right now I'm not going to have issue five ready for Boston. I really wanted that, obviously, but uh, that's not really going to be in the cards right now, I don't think. Um, for me, it's going to be just selling a bunch of comics. Um, I'm not doing a panel that I know of. Um, God, it's kind of disappointing. I, I wanted to have something really special for you. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll have some new prints available that I haven't had available before. I hope I have some t-shirts out there. Um, and just me. Uh, special, unique bond with each and every single person who comes through the door of Boston Comic Con. That's my goal. There you go. It's one of the more unique conventions in the U.S. right now. And I'm saying this knowing that they're one of our sponsors. <laughs> but uh, uh -huh. it's definitely one of the, the more fun conventions for me every year. From your point of view, what, what makes it unique? What makes it unique is the focus on the artists that I don't see at any other convention of this size in the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you can buy shit, uh, and there are some great vendors. There's some wonderful vendors there, and there's there's some celebrities there, and the mm -hmm. lines to see them aren't bad, but they don't take over. Seventy five percent of that floor space is artists, and really a diverse cross section of artists, writers, illustrators, comic book uh, uh, purveyors. Just everything you could possibly think of. <clears throat> and just, for me, it's every year, uh, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that is true. It's, yeah, I completely agree. It's, I, obviously, it's my hometown show, so I, I have a lot of affection for it. But yeah, just comparing it to other shows, it's, it's just great. And gets no... of no recognition in the national press at all. I actually heard on a major comics podcast people talking about whether or not it exists. Somebody was like, I'm doing Boston. Oh, I don't think they have a show. Oh, good lord. I don't, for some reason, Boston just gets snubbed in the national comics media. And I think so I guess we can, we can spin that and call it the uh, best kept secret. I think it's a great idea. Because the more people find out about it, the more they're just going to go, 
if I want to go see incredible art, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And like oh, I said, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a tour. There's like a, a, maybe a 10 minute line for, for any artist you want to talk to. It's just fantastic. You just walk up and talk to people, <laughs> including me. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the greatest things about it is the accessibility of every artist there. Yeah, yeah. There's not yeah. There's not that um, uh, kind of rock star velvet rope type thing. There's yeah. Everyone is just walk right up to them. It's really, really friendly. They leave that. Velvet rope rock star stuff for the rock stars. And since there aren't like 50 or 60 of them, there's not that much of it. And you know what? Even speaking of rock stars, I walked right up and talked to uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax last year. Like there was like two people in front of me. So, no, that rock star thing isn't even for rock stars. That's kind of true. You're right. So, you know, guys, uh, Boston Comic Con is about a month, month and a half away at this point. It's a great place. It's a wonderful place. It's a great space. Uh, in fact, they have a family-friendly Friday event going on. Uh, now, they've got some, yeah, some panels, and they've got some celebrities, and they've got a bunch of really nice vendors with all kinds of new stuff, but what they've got more than anything else are artists and writers and producers of some of the most varied, amazing art you're ever going to see. I couldn't agree more. And on that note, Kriana, it's time for the news. I really thought we were going to have to have Sunbury and sing, sing it again. I Which would have been okay, too. News. I really love singing the news. Well, you know what? We, we could probably, like, uh, just let you sing the news from now on. <laughs> no, Joe did such a beautiful job making us an actual cool-sounding news thing. I can't take that away. Okay. You're absolutely right. So, guys, what have we got going on in the news today? Anybody want to start anywhere with anything? It's hot out. Yes, it's been very <laughs> hot for the past couple of days. This has been Zombrarian with the weather. <laughs> uh, anything we want to talk about? For example... Uh, there was a guy on America's Got Talent and he played the theremin. Yes, and the theremin is part of the music for a whole bunch of the 50s sci-fi movies. Yep. Um, and it was also awesome because he's local. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know. he's from Somerville, Massachusetts. Very cool. Um, he's an actuary who plays the theremin, and that's why I watch America's Got Talent <laughs> for stuff like that. I've but there's something so beautifully correct about an actuary who plays the theremin. And makes jokes. Oh, cool. Which most actuaries can't do. 
That's that's very true, yes. Well, in comic news this week, uh, Tony Stark is handing over the Iron Man suit in Marvel Comics to a 15-year-old MIT student, Riri Williams. Uh. So the, the new Iron Man will, in fact, be a woman. Oh, I thought you said Barry Williams, and I was like... No, 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 not Barry Williams. <laughs> I was, that's why I was that's mad. A, I was that's like, a whole you different thing. Me? We can have girl Thor, but we can't have girl Iron Man? Well, <sighs> and we in can. fact, a 15-year-old African-American uh, MIT student. I'm amazed in comic book land how many 15-year-olds go to MIT. <laughs> Have any writers ever been anywhere near MIT? I wouldn't send a 15-year-old there. Yeah, there is that point to it, isn't there? Oh, my. It's, it, I, no. <laughs> Columbia, maybe. No, not Columbia. Oh, not where that's located either. Dartmouth? Maybe, possibly. Dartmouth is up in the middle of nowhere, right? Yes, absolutely in the middle of nowhere. Okay, we can send all the 15-year-old child geniuses to Dartmouth. But seriously, why do they send them all to MIT? I need to know. I have no idea. Um, probably because it sounds really impressive. Like, you know right off the bat that they're smart. Right. Which is, sadly, probably necessary it's code for smart nerd school yeah and I see, yeah totally and um, it's urban enough it's in it's it's in a major city yeah so so you don't need to be too specific with the locations you can just draw big science looking buildings yeah i don't agree see and here's the other thing Boston doesn't look like any other major city because and MIT has. has some very distinctive buildings that I would bet would be really fun to draw. Right, but if somebody in, say, Miami reads a comic set in Boston and it just looks like generic city, they're not going to bat an eyelash. However, That's if somebody true. reads a comic set in at Dartmouth, they're going to go, wait, what is this? College it's building trees. Well, if that's the case, then clearly our public schools are failing us. I mean, not that that <laughs> was a question. Quite some not that that was a question. Also, fun fact, all those weird-shaped buildings at MIT apparently have real problems um, where they leak. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because all the water gets trapped in all the weird curves and angles and... Yeah, that's that's a problem with like architecture. It's also a big problem with the school across the river from MIT. They have a lot of modernist buildings and brutalist buildings that. Which, uh, which school is directly across the river from MIT, Zombrian? That would be Boston University. Ah. And how would one know this? One might know that if one say had been in the uh, library at Boston University and sending the plastic sheeting all over the books. <laughs> or that's definitely how you, you want to design played... a library. Yeah, if... with flat roofs that mm -hmm. leak. Yeah. Also, if you have played Fallout 4. Also, if you have played Fallout, you would know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Is Mugar in Fallout? 
I think all of Boston's in Fallout. The entire yeah. Boston is in. Like, like in detail, like the universities and stuff. Like, yes, everything. Very distinctly detailed. I mean, as much as much as has has survived the end of the world. I see. Oh my gosh, we've got to get on Java's Twitch and see if I can go to work in Fallout. <laughs> I actually traded. Uh, I was like, I'm, I wonder if they have your desk there. Probably. I not. actually traded. Probably Fallout, not. So I don't. I don't have it anymore. <gasps> it's not my thing. Java. It's cool. We'll just have to never play that game. Um. There are Here's plenty the thing. other things happening. You're playing it as well right now. This is all happening in the game. Yeah, that's the weird part. You are a character. Um, you can just be happy that you are not a character in KFC's comic multiverse. King oh, of the Jesus. King you know, the you know that that was a painful segue. Number one, and number two, you're no, going. It was to only play. painful because he said KFC. But go on. Yeah, no, that's the reason he it. said it. The the reason he's that he said it is because Mar Marvel, no DC. I'm sorry. Um, DC, DC has released a uh, uh, a set of comics that is all about. Actually, to be perfectly honest, it's it's pretty great. The the um, the names of them are great. So um, KFC, the Colonel Corps, is free on Comicsology, and they have fantastic <laughs> titles. Well, there's another comic I'll never read. There had to be something <laughs> where this was not about chicken. It was about chicken. It was it was about the secret <laughs> recipe and finding the missing. It's just fantastic. And the reason it's fantastic is because in the multiverse, Colonel Sanders is everywhere. And sometimes he has hats. <laughs> You're yes. not selling this job. I wish you could see my face right things. now. It's my sarcastically entertained face. Wait, it where gets I'm not worse. really entertained by your description of this, but it continue. gets worse because the series of commercials that they've been running for the past, Who I guess, commercials here now, Who have is had so ghetto watching TV had commercials. That was number... not okay to say. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, no one should it, be watching. All of the names of these books are puns on the word "colonel." God. It's fantastic. It's so um, good. So it? wait, I've I've seen we've all seen um, physical buildings that share a KFC, a Taco Bell, and a Pizza Hut. Is there going to be some sort of like? Oh God, uh, no! <laughs> um, I think there's a song about know, that. Like, there is. Yeah. I was singing it in my head just uh, now. We should put a link uh, up for Java. Uh, yeah. To me, like a convergence the song? style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. unite, like, you know, like all the major companies. I'm talking about a crisis of infinite earth. You, you realize they're all one yeah, company, and that's why idea. they all share a building, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it could be a, a, a crossover event where the colonel has to team up with um, Taco Bell, right? Spelled B E L L E. And she's a lady that promotes Taco Bell and um, a Pizza Hut hero. And the um, hut. The hut. Pizza the Hut. Sure. There you go. And they wow. could unite the... Then and then you as can get sued their... by Lucasfilm and everyone goes out of business. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a company that isn't going out of business right now because for the past 24 hours, Pokemon Go has been released. 
And he's I don't know what that Pokemon is. Go was already released. No, no, it just came out, um, and uh, I have been playing it. I, I still don't know what it is. Wait, when was everyone talking about Pokemon Go then? Um, what there is were some it? tests. It's Pokemon for your phone. If okay, you... so it's like Pokemon. Insert any color here, but on your phone. Yeah, and you can sort of. act, you can actually trade Pokemons with actual people. It's it's made by Niantic, which used to be a project of Google. They made a game called Ingress. It's an alternate reality game. So wait a minute. So, are, are they going to get sued? No, no. They, they it's a project with the Pokemon company. And uh, can't you like so, wander Nintendo. around your actual yeah. In area order to, and find Pokemon? I have caught thirty-one Pokemon. What if, you don't, what if you don't leave the house? I'm going to the App Store right now. You can't. Um, it's not on the U.S. App Store. It is on the New Zealand App Store, which is um, kind of easy to make an account for and download it. I because... assume it's also on the Japanese App Store. Yes. For no Why reason. Coming to the U.S. Oh, app I don't know actually about uh, Japan. I, Java. Um, Important mm -hmm. information first. When can I get this? Uh, it's rolling out to the U.S. App Store. I just saw an update that said momentarily. Uh, it's already out in Google Play, um, but if you are an Apple uh, <laughs> no person, um, it, it's probably uh, kind of caught up in their system for, for a while. I can't guarantee it. Actually, approvals have been going through at record breakneck speed. I have no idea how I would know that, but they are. Well, it, Go. It, it's not in the store yet. It should be not too long um but well, I, I mean if they updated and said momentarily then they probably just hit the button and are waiting for it to oh no there's no, there's no news coming out of niantic they are scrambling to try to figure out how to deal with the millions of people who are currently trying to play this game it's been down probably about six out of the 24 hours it's been out um, yeah um there's only chat for pokemon go which is available not available so far which but, is not the same thing the, uh, I am. I Ooh, would. My recommend, jigsaw puzzle app has an update. I would wow. recommend uh, joining Team Blue. That's Team Mystic. And uh, over on Reddit, you can join in the chat. That's the team I'm on. So, because um, you don't want to have to play, you can find Pokemon in the real world. Yes. So you wander around, and when there's a Pokemon nearby, it, your phone buzzes, and you you pull out your phone, and it's alternate reality, so you see it sitting so on the do, curb do i have to go to new zealand to find them now or are they have the creatures been released in america but the oh i get it they released the creatures beforehand to let them yes. spread they, around they, and they populate. probably didn't actually do anything that, it's really, probably just a timer or some sort of thing on your phone or some sort of geofencing that says when you're x amount away from your current position to put one there. It probably has nothing to do... I'm pretty sure they're actually out there. Okay. There are real Pokemon. If that's what you... I am going to back away slowly. <laughs> and <laughs> I am going to go continue playing Kingdom of Loathing. Pokemon. So if, you, if you uh, have ever played Ingress, Ingress is a game where you have to capture nodes and then hold those nodes in order to do things. It's very much the same. You capture Pokemon. You can take over gyms, which are pretty much um, public buildings like firehouses or police stations and um, churches and libraries. libraries. Um, so my closest gym is about three blocks away. It's our local library. And I have 
been in control of that gym since about 10 o'clock this morning. And you've been making all the little kids cry, haven't you? Hey, I'm the only... You I, are the rock I know, I'm the only of person, I'm the only person in Fort Wayne who has this app, except for my friend. Uh, and he's actually a long ways away, so I went around and captured about 12 gyms today. Um, <laughs> You're proud of yourself, aren't you? You know what this actually is? This is Fitbit for nerds. You know, it did get me out on my bike. <laughs> right? Because all the nerds are going to be like, I got to wander around. I don't know I gotta, that nerds is the right word. I got to catch the Pokemons. It's it's kind of fun. It's it's a neat little game. It is uh, uh, the um, microtransaction system. So you, you have to, you can pay to get, you know, more Pokemon faster and better stuff. Better, better levels and, and things like that. You don't have to, but um, and there actually is a way to earn in-game currency by holding gyms. So you get paid for holding those gyms. It, so that's why you're the Brock of Indiana. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Moving uh, on. <laughs> so if you're going to be walking around, and you happen to be walking around in Orlando at Dome. Universal Studios. Dome's trying a segue, everybody. I am trying one. Yes. They oh. just opened at Universal their Walking Dead attraction, and the initial reviews of it are really scary good. Really? Yeah. And I didn't think, you know, you know, it's kind of like the Disney Tower of Terror thing, uh, mm. in, in which, which no longer exists, by the way. You know, they took that down. I was so and mad. I know. It was one of my favorites, my personal favorites. But the thing about the new Walking Dead Universal attraction is it's got the jump scares and the animatronics, uh, but it's got a lot more than that. There's actual props from the TV show, and, and I don't know if everybody remembers uh, the Walker Bicycle Girl. Everyone oh, yeah. remembers that one. Yeah, she's in there. She's actually in the event. There's uh, the link that I'm setting up. Yes. Did somebody have mm -hmm. a question? I thought no. somebody had a question. Oh no, no. Uh, this there's there's a link that I, that I'm putting into the uh, show notes that has the seven best things you'll find at the Walking Dead attraction, and it's a really cool video to watch. A lot of fun. I want to go. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I really want to go. Hmm. Just saying. And Kriana, I don't know if you'll appreciate this or not. I'm gonna let you guess. Go ahead. I don't know. Oh, okay. Guess, guess if I'll appreciate it or not. Double Dare. Remember that? Yeah, that was a shitty show when it came out the first time. No. Not as good as Legends, Legends of the, of the, the Hidden, Hidden Temple. That's right. Yeah, but bitches. Legends of the Hidden Temple scared people. Yeah, they I don't. I don't give a shit about that. Fuck those, those kids were were. Zeo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. Yeah, Double Dare was lame compared Double to Double Dare Legends was for wimps. Well, it's like. coming back live. That's on dead. one of the Nickelodeon channels. Uh, Legends I think it's of Nick the Twitch or something. Oh, well, you know. Wow. Let's bring back all the shitty shows no one liked when they were around the first time. I don't know. And People not seem Legends to like that of the Hidden Temple. Temple. Apparently. First which is the best. House? Yeah, seriously. Like Fuller House, exactly. 
which was just terrifying. So, so that would be zero points for you so far, Dome. Yeah, what else is new? Nothing. I was just pointing it out. Exactly. I don't even remember what happened on Double Dare. Was that the one where you had to, like, go inside the giant nose? Because that one was Yeah, awful. that was that one. Oh, yeah. that one was, and it was you mostly just kind of gross and pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple, there was, like, actual drama. Today's on Brian and I were watching YouTube, and we learned that the 90s are back in a big way. Run. Everybody run, like- run. Please run. Like, all the worst things about the 90s are back. The plastic chokers. It's really depressing. The overall shorts. Oh, God, the overall shorts. It's really depressing. (laughs) The overall short shorts, actually, to be more specific. the really short overall shorts. Some people may appreciate on their significant others, but other than that, should not be worn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hint, they're not comfortable. For anyone. Hint, you don't look as good in them as you think you, you don't do. look good in them, no. You don't. No. You don't. No one looks good what in about, them. So give it a try. Why not give it a try? You know? Don't. You never know. You just, might look good. Just because spare everyone else your pain. There's no <laughs> redeeming qualities to overall short shorts. Well, speaking of overall short shorts, no, I got nothing. I got nothing. I was going to say, they just point out the people who don't know how to dress themselves, or don't dress exactly. themselves. Yeah, the the last thing I want to talk about, and, and if anybody is else wants to dressing yourself? Afterwards, yes, Kriana, <laughs> is you dressing yourself, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Supergirl is moving to CW next no year for season two. That. Actually, Supergirl a lot is like of people the new Smallville on this show. I know. Or, who no? watches this show? Wait a minute. I really want to know. Like, I don't think anyone Java, actually watches this. I think this. Java likes the show. Lots of comic fans really like it. Silence. And There's a damning smooth. silence yeah. from yeah. Java's end. I don't... You, you could also say lots of comic fans also like Smallville. That doesn't make it good. Or right. I don't, I don't know. I, I agree. I've never seen it. That, that's okay. It. That means you're, at the very least, not the type of person who watches Smallville. And that's good in my book. I I don't know Supergirl. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. I've been watching Orphan Black. How's that working out for you? It's great. Good. I never even finished the first season of that. Anyhow. You kept saying, it's sad. I don't wanna. No, it was just boring. No, you. That one was, no, that it... one was boring. Like, no, boo-hoo, you claimed I have it to was leave so my sad. Kid. Boo-hoo. God. Dynafire. Seriously. Wow. That's Supergirl rough. season one was on ABC. It's being moved to the CW for season two. Didn't we oh. already talk about this? Didn't we already talk right. about how no one cares about this? Well, yeah. Wait you a minute. Did. Java, are you the one who's always telling people to watch Black Mirror? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I still can't get over that first episode. Exactly. It's Nobody not, got it's over it's the not first happening. Black Mirror is great. No. Yeah, it, yeah that first episode, I understand. Believe yeah. me, I do. It's but, really hard. But England you, basically just did that, so that's exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's time. It like it makes you think about the world you live in, and if you keep going, you. I mean, it's not going to be a. But comfortable I don't want to think about the world I live in. It's depressing enough to live in it. it th- see, this is the thing, and I have this conversation with people a lot. Um, I like watching shows that make me uncomfortable because they. They force me to look into a reality that isn't the one that I already inhabit, and maybe 
um, see the flaws in my own understanding of the world that I am in, or at the very least, um, confront the, the experiences that other people have. So okay, I like so what that. I want to know is what reality do you inhabit where it's not uncomfortable to you on a general basis, and how do I get there? Huh. That's not uncomfortable. Like, oh, you mean like the reason I, I'm not like, like you watch that shows that make you uncomfortable because you're comfortable in your general daily life. How no, does how does that happen? That's not what I said. I said I like watching I like being put into the position by media, by, by storytelling to, to feel uncomfortable. Um, I find myself in uncomfortable positions all the time, uncomfortable uncomfortable situations all the time. But that's the, that's my own personal experience. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not talking about uncomfortable situations. I'm talking about a generalized state of discomfort. Well, that's a whole. I think that's a whole different discussion. It may be. <laughs> um, I'm not disagreeing at the same with you time, necessarily. I mean, you know, I don't think that anybody is going to feel uncomfortable by the reboot of Lost in Space, which is coming to Netflix in 2018. Uncomfortable? No. Excited? Also no. Well, <laughs> yeah, again, it, that's one of the things that we've come across over the years that's an acquired taste. And you, if you like the original show, it was an Irwin Allen production, and it was, you know... At its at its goofy rubber wait monster minute, wait a best. Do we even know that it's going to be anything like the original show? First we don't because this is a reboot of the series, so they're taking the concept and hopefully they leave a lot of the original show where it is and where it belongs, and the reboot movie, which was also not a lot of fun. Hmm. Well, Netflix has a pretty good track record for everything. They've got for, a great for track. Everything except for Daredevil. So. Daredevil season one, season two. Still not even, gonna watch it. I'm even though I've tried them. watch it, I've tried to watch it, can't get through it. Um, so yeah, there's that. Just I love it. Really? Oh yeah. The, the, yeah, the, there's uh, man, just certain moments in season two that are unparalleled on TV. I haven't gotten yeah. there yet. I we watched season one, but now we're doing Orphan Black, and and really, Mr. Robot is coming back. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, that's, that's, so, that's, that's good. I actually saw the first trailers I've ever seen for that, and I'm like, ooh, perhaps season one is in order. Yeah, season one is a lot of fun. It really is. I just watched the the major twist today before I before I left the house to come here. I have no wow, idea what, what you a... are talking about. I guess I have never seen a trailer yeah, release. I won't say, I don't it's... watch commercials like Yeah, I don't know I don't know why people would watch commercials. I don't, I don't know either. anything that's happening in it's the world ridiculous. except what's right in front of me. Ridiculous <laughs> to watch commercials. You sound like the kind of person who's like, I don't watch TV. I don't even like oh No, I love TV. I hate commercials. <laughs> Commercials serve no purpose except for to brainwash you into wanting things you don't need. Or to tell you about things that you might be interested in. But what if you're not interested in them? Well, well then, then you, you don't have to. Them. No, you them. can't ignore them because if you're watching commercials, you have no other choice. Well. Now, okay, so can I comment on commercials? <laughs> if you really because want I to, I'm that not going to stop you. To, like, 
Did we lose the guest? You'll find. I I think you might. Or we just have a lot agree. of lag. If I you think. just a lot of lag. Uh, <laughs> don't watch commercials for a long time. Like I'm on, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime. If I go somewhere, am I still on? Oh, is there like a? You know what? Fill it with a commercial. <laughs> Fill the leg with a commercial. If I all right, have never mind. One, I, I don't want to like up you whole time. So I, that's I've all. Got nothing. <laughs> Pretty much right on, Josh. Kriana, <laughs> what's happening in the next couple of weeks? What? What's happening in the next couple of weeks? Well, what's not happening is being given a heads up that someone needs help with the coming up calendar. Why, of course you did, because if you looked in the Skype chat, I said, well, whatever. I can't. Just, we'll talk about that later. So I guess next week, if I remember correctly, we're going to have Sarah on. That's true. Sarah Richard, the wonderful, lovely, sweet artist who we all know and love. Um, and then after that, I've uh, got no people. fucking clue. So <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. Don't Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con. Granite Con, Northeast Comic Con, booksandbooze.com. In New Hampshire, visit Mary Mac Comics and ComicArtHouse.com for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Our intro music production was provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at RobWattsOnline.com. Our outro music was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out their grooves at LawrenceMadeMeCry.com. It's amazing. I want to thank our guest, Josh Dahl, the creator of Rapid City, whose Kickstarter is... Thank you Rapid so much. I, I just hit another like moment, so I don't know what you said, but thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Many thanks to our gang from the Act in Action Time <laughs> Warp, Sweetheart of the Soundboard, Brianna, and the Woman of Words, Zombrarian. I'd thank like you. to shout out to Steve Ballmer for making Skype work so well. Yeah, he's, he's a great human being, isn't he? Back from the shadows, which means six more weeks of con season. Thank you, Java. Hey. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Bye.